Hello, everyone. I'm Larry Goldman, Chief Analyst at Analysis Mason. I want to welcome you to this podcast about Mobile World Congress. Uh, first thing I want to note is to invite you to our post-event webinar on March 10th, uh, where you'll get uh, a much more extensive view uh, from other analysts as well as myself. Uh, and the link to sign up for that uh, podcast is in the show notes for this podcast. So uh, this is a very brief talk about what happened last week at Mobile World Congress. We were back in Barcelona for the first time in three years. Um, uh, and it was a, a great reunion with uh, people uh, that we knew and meeting new people. Uh, and I think uh, everybody felt like it went uh, it really, really well. Uh, the surface level stuff was about future 5G enabled services, IoT enabled industries, virtual reality, uh, the metaverse, uh, gaming uh, robots, or a lot of robots, uh, and connected vehicles. I, I really didn't think there were any breakthrough ideas. Other than the term metaverse, it, it just didn't seem on the surface like much different than three years ago. But I think below the surface, there were there were actually quite a few differences. Uh, one thing is, is I think the operators were out in force, more so than they traditionally have been. There were a lot of announcements, uh, proactive briefings. The big European operators were there, as they always have, but also Rakuten, DISH, AT&T, Korea Telecom, NTT, and others. Uh, so I thought felt like it was a more operator-driven event uh, than I've seen uh, in, in almost 20 years of attendance. I, I think that the operators are, are wanting to assert that they're perhaps more in charge here uh, and less uh, giving things over to the vendors. So uh, one area uh, that, that was a big deal was private networking. I think especially in contrast to three years ago when it really wasn't uh, a topic particularly. Uh, so it's gotten a lot of traction recently, um, maybe getting more attention than it deserves based on uh, how big it really is and, and, and so forth, but it certainly uh, got a lot of attention. I think below the surface, uh, the biggest attention was on an open RAN. Uh, operators are really determined uh, to show that open RAN will work. Uh, they made a big effort in many, many announcements about this in presentations. Um, of course, this open RAN issue is mixed in with the whole issue of the story of cloud RAN, which is a related but bigger issue. Uh, we have a, a very important report coming out very shortly on the whole uh, open RAN taxonomy, and you can be looking for that. Um, now, in addition to the operators, the cloud players were there with a great deal of confidence. I think cloud players of all kinds of public cloud, the private clouds, hybrid clouds, cloud technology. Uh, I think the biggest technology discussion was about how fast does cloud technology take over nearly the whole network. Uh, how much of that would actually be in the public cloud? How much of it will be offered uh, as a service? So, so that was a very big issue. Now, I don't want to neglect radios. Uh, there was a lot to say about radio technology, particularly things like massive MIMO and also issues like low power consumption. But from the days where Mobile World Congress, or when we called it 3GSM, uh, was all about devices and radios, I think that part is really faded to the back of the picture. Um, and if you think about devices, well, you are hard pressed to find a phone on display. Uh, but IoT devices, including robots, uh, yeah, they were there and so forth, but not phones. And that's quite a big change from uh, from past decades, let's say. Underlying all this, in my opinion, was a commitment to roll out 5G standalone. It's really the enabler uh, for all these many new uh, services. It demands cloud technology. Uh, the commitment on the part of operators and vendors was quite matter of fact. The 5G standards are there and finalized. 
it's proven, now we're rolling it out. So this commitment to 5G standalone, I think maybe one of the biggest differences from you know what we saw three years ago to now is is the big push. Uh, and we're expecting to see it happen very strongly here uh, in 2002 and in the years to come. Now, the vendors were certainly there. I've mentioned all the other players, the traditional vendors there, Ericsson and Nokia in particular, big presence, uh, just not as much in charge of the universe as they once were. Uh, so, uh, you know, th there's, there is over the three year period of time since the last time we were there in Barcelona, something of a changing of the guard uh, in that regard. Uh, so we sent a number of analysts, uh, not as many as we did three years ago, uh, but that was about the same as, as many other uh, participants. They were there, but not as strong a participants, participation uh, as in past years. Um, so uh, overall attendance was somewhere between 25,000 and maybe 40,000. It's a little hard to say. There were some adjacent events going on, uh, but clearly uh, it was a lot easier to to uh, to engage and move around and and participate uh, than it had been in past years. So it was, so it was very significant attendance, but much less so uh, than we were used to uh, three years ago and four years ago. So uh, that concludes my uh, brief update for you on Mobile World Congress. Uh, and a reminder about our uh, webinar, as I said, uh, on March 10th. And I encourage you to uh, click on the link in the show notes and register for that uh, webinar later this week. And that concludes uh, this brief podcast on the events of Mobile World Congress last week.